1: Thank you for your support. Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. In this HCI podcast episode, I talk with Vishal Kumar about the impact of technology on the workers of today. Vishal Kumar, welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast.
0: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
1: It is a pleasure to be with you. You're joining us from Boston. I'm south of Salt Lake City in Utah. And today we're going to be talking about the impact of technology on the workers of today. And this is always an interesting topic to me, but I think especially right now with the AI wars and everything that's going around in that front, uh, it's particularly important and timely. So we're going to be exploring all of this together today, and I'm super excited to pick your brain and learn more from your insights. As we get started, I wanted to share Vishal's bio with everybody. Vijal Kumar is one of the leading thinkers in the field of the future of work in the age of technology and machine learning. He has been an outspoken advocate for the role of society and government in building and flourishing future for everyday workers. Vishal, through his startup Tau AI, has built the world's largest career platform that ensures no worker left behind. Through technology, Tau AI is introducing ways to ensure workers of today could be transformed for their jobs of tomorrow in humane ways. He has been inducted into Big Data Hall of Fame and covered by various media outlets as a leading data-driven thinker. Again, a pleasure to have you. Anything else you would like to share with me or my Audience, by way of your background or personal context, before we dive on in.
0: No, I think thank you, John. Uh, I couldn't have been said any better. So yeah, love, love to. Ch-
1: well, why don't we start with you just explaining a little bit more about how AI? There's so many different uh, companies out there uh, utilizing machine learning and AI technologies, and of course, we we know about the the AI wars. You know, Google Bard and Chat GPT four and the Bing Chat and every everything that's going on. Um, that's really been transforming the way thing, people have been thinking about technology in the future of work over the last several months. Um, but tell us a little bit more about how you fit into that landscape at Tau AI, and then we can start to dig in more generally to the impact of technology on workers of today.
0: Interesting. So, um, uh, so thank you, thank you for having me on the show, and 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 thank you for what all you are doing uh, for the community. I do appreciate uh, you on this. So Tau has its root um, engraved uh, uh, in. How a technology would help workers stay employed. So uh, I used to in my past life I used to be a data scientist and and did some 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 fancy project with companies on on big data and and the use of data in, in building the technologies uh, and the organizations of future. And in one of the conversations, I was asked by one of the government officials from Sydney. So she said, Vishal, you know what? People pay taxes and machines don't. And if people don't pay taxes, government will go bankrupt and we are going bankrupt. So I said, what does it even mean? So so she she said, Vishal, you know what? We are, as a government, we are failing to keeping our citizens and and, and folks gainfully employed as technology is transitioning through. How can we solve that? So TAO was created on this very small uh, uh, mission of How would a technologist, if if a bunch of technologists think about technology which are human-centric, which ensures that Vishal is happy and gainfully employed, would work? So we are, in a way, working with ChatGPT against ChatGPT in a weird way to make sure Vishal's interests are secure as technology is transitioning through.
1: Super interesting. And one of the critiques of AI and deep machine learning has been, you know, what does that mean for displaced workers? You know, displaced tasks, displaced jobs. Um, now I've always been one, you know, that I'm a believer that as new technologies advance, uh, they do displace people, but usually they create new opportunities, new jobs, new professions, um, and it and it automates the things that. Um, you know, may be less interesting about one's job anyways. And so really in the long run, it's it's a it's a net gain for individuals in their work design and the types of work that they do so they can do more meaningful and purpose-driven stuff. Uh, it's also a win for society as a whole. Uh, that's my general philosophy around these types of disruptive technologies. Uh, but that's a, a persistent critique and concern that people have. Like, what is this going to mean for workers uh, who, who all of a sudden, you know, a huge chunk of their job or perhaps their whole job can be uh, done by these AI uh, or deep machine learning or even advanced robotics types of technologies. Um, So what you're doing at Tau AI, I think is an important piece of that. Like we need to acknowledge that, yes, while I think overall it's a net positive for society as a whole, uh, as we embrace these technologies and and embrace them in careful and meaningful ways, but we also need to reskill and upskill the workforce. We need to make sure that people aren't left behind. That people can um, get the training they need, so that they're ready uh, for the next iteration of their career. Uh, and that sounds like it's exactly what you're trying to do there.
0: Yeah, and I think so. There are two interesting patterns that that we are seeing when when we talk about the impact of technology on workers of today, right? So earlier, there used to be like a one disruption. Right. So either 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 the hard the hard drives are being disrupted to contain more data, or either the the cloud is getting disrupted and now we don't have to carry drives all with us. We can move stuff around. This time all the technologies are colliding with each other and creating its own disruptions. Right. So earlier we used to prepare workforce. We'd get some head headwind. Okay, there's there's this pattern, just everyone just learn dot com, you'll survive. There's a five, six hours shelf life everyone is happy, like few few had this struggle, but majority of the workers uh, pass through and many of these interesting use cases will emerge. But in in today's time, all the technologies are going through their own S-curve disruptions, right? So now AI is intermingling with search, is intermingling with sensors, is intermingling with with autonomy. So all of these technologies, when they are colliding with each other, the workers are sort of displaced of in, in in that analogy in many of these, in many of these disruptions, which could mean like a a, a a bigger concern that workers. So one of the best way to handle this is if we look back, because many of these things in some way, form or the other have occurred in the past, right? Yep. So when, 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 when the cars came along, there was a, there was a huge outcry on people saying that car was the first model of cars were using more lumber. So people were were worried that uh, all the houses lumber will be gone in making cars. And now like a palladium has a, 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 a billion dollar industry, which is just a catalyst in, in the exhaust of a car. Similarly, we, we have this something similar in which um, say when the when the calculator came, all the accountant just struggled saying, no, our hand-based calculations are better than what this machine can produce. Right. And then this, this two side of, uh, uh, dialogue emerge. In all of these scenarios, what helped is better connected people, right? So if I and John are, if we both are talking, there's a strong likelihood we'll come up with some weird ideas. That one of you, one of us can can think of and we can do something about it. And people have been holding on to this idea of connectivity and learning through connections when the disruption happened, because it's it's way too much for anyone to master. Because it's quickly changing, new new standards are emerging, no clear path in line. Every day we hear a new news about how AI, either Elon Musk is saying don't do it, someone else is saying do it, everyone is jumping on it. So it's 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 a lot of kiosks is happening. So you cannot win this chaos by le- by mastering this chaos. What you can do is connect better. So all the use cases that are emerging with it, you'll get to it sooner than later. I think that's where that's where our technology is primarily based out to ensure that Vishal is never alone in in his pursuit to find the next thing.
1: And I think what you just highlighted is really apt and important to to drill down on for a moment, and that is you know, every, every stage of technological advancement. Uh, people talk about how we're in the fourth wave of the industrial revolution. Um, every time we've had these major disruptions, we have seen these same patterns uh, emerge. And every time there's some new technology, it has changed the way we work. It has changed um, the types of skills uh, and tasks that people do, the skills necessary to perform those tasks, etc. So, while AI and deep machine learning is on the newer cutting edge of these emerging technologies and they are going to disrupt things, it's just another form of disruption. We've seen it many, many times. So if we look back at the history of the industrial revolution, we see these same patterns. So I I think we don't need to be so fearful. I guess that's my general message around all of this is we don't need to be so fearful about this, but we do have to be careful um, because anytime there are, we have these new technologies it is possible you know to exploit people in ways that we hadn't previously thought of uh, previously thought about uh, and certainly there are abuses that have to be accounted for uh and so that, that's my next question really how um can technologists be on the right side of history with this uh, on the one hand you have people that are concerned about like the rise of the machines, AI becoming sentient. And, you know, it's like a Terminator kind of scenario where they ultimately, you know, take over. Um, So there's those types of kind of extreme concerns. Um, But even if you pull back from that, you don't go that far down that end of the spectrum. There are plenty of people that are worried about um, doing this in a moral and ethical way. As you know, in 50 years, we look back at today, you know, how are we going to what do we need to be doing now so that in 50 years we can look back and say, hey, you know, we weren't perfect, but we we navigated that pretty well. Uh, and we're on the right side of history.
0: No, I, I think and that's a, that's a very important point. And, and thank you for picking on that, because um, so I was I was discussing I was having this conversation with one of the uh, senior labor officials for one of the large uh, European country. And then he was talking to me about, Vishal, you technologies are partly to be blamed on what's happening, right? And what, where you're running towards because you have been improving on technologies, but you have never, you have kept the workers out of your uh, evolution of technology. and And now maybe it's your, you have to turn back and now bring people with it as technology is progressing. So that means, for someone, if you're a technologist, uh, being on the right side of the history, I think with the AI, technology can take care of itself, right? They are they know how to secure their interests. They are being told how to train to make sure that they continuously improve and perform and and, and in, in, increase its performance. On the other side, now we have to build technologies which are more people-centric, which ensures that people's interests are still kept uh, no one is displaced so i think one of one of the one of the thing that that we saw uh, before this wave of ai there was an outburst on content everyone is throwing content at people hey vishal you want to learn python there are 1700 courses you can take on python as vishal is just one alone guy and the time is still linear last time i checked so when you have limited time and you have so many courses i am scared and overwhelmed Many of the people we talk to, they get so paranoid because they don't know where to start. So one of the consistent uh, struggle that we saw when we polled communities that we are serving was, I have already wasted so much time learning random things that is not materializing to a good job, a gainful job, right? So, and when we ask them, hey, have you spoken with someone for 10 seconds before you ventured into learning, say, data or whatever? Uh, next shiny thing, and many, many of these guys say, yeah, we discuss, but the connectivity is not proper. Like we have not. Many of them said they're they're flying solo, and technology is when very good at connecting data and co- connecting assets together. Connecting people is not hard. So right now, if we look at all the social networks that's available to us, almost everything is available. Everything is focusing on content. How can we give Vishal a lot more content that he can ingest? so that they keep making money out of that that, that use cases. But for an enterprise, for corporations, they are stuck with subscribing to these tools. But now as a technologist, we need to build tools which are connecting people better, which are actually more people-centric, understanding their pain, their ironies, and using technologies to solve that. And I think now in our conversation, we are already seeing a lot of startups emerging who are now taking that seat of, of actually being ethical on the side of history when it comes to worker. And I think the more and more we pay our debt to society as a technologist, the faster we can create a more happier society together. Otherwise, we'll create a lot more damage than we we ever saw coming.
1: Well, what, what do you see as the... You, you referred to this a little bit ago, but what do you see as the role of government in all of this? Um, so it would be wonderful if, within the free market structure, if organizations would all proactively... You know, right. look to to self monitor and and uh, self correct and and make sure that they're paying attention to these moral and ethical uh, issues related to these technologies. Uh, but we know there are bad actors. We know that uh, you know in many cases um, the the negative externalities of the market are going to uh, have a big impact unless they can be met. You know, measured by some sort of government intervention. So, what do you see as the role of government? Uh, in ensuring an equitable and profitable future as we move into this this new age of the future of work that's heavily, heavily uh, enhanced through the use of technological tools. Uh, and perhaps, you know, we do have displaced workers. Perhaps we do have people that, you know, may have jobs but may not be working, you know, a traditional full-time job anymore or or whatever the case may be.
0: So government has a, a very strong role to play in this. As, as you're rightly saying, I think all the all, all the key points that you pretty much uh, pretty m- mentioned that government's role is to make sure that uh, the society's interests are secure through this, right? It's not, we're not, government is not serving AIs or or, or um, organizations' uh, interests. Government is run by taxpayers and taxpayers needs to make sure, government needs to make sure that they, they, they own up to them. And and other thing, and and we have a great uh, beef to pick with with federal government here in US. They are one of the one of the least investor when it comes to re education programs to train workers, right? So many time workers. So if suppose you are a, you are a white collar workers, a worker you are good, you are covered, you have friends who are at right places, you have networks at the right places. But if you're a blue collar community or a lightish blue collar, lightish white collar communities. You are, you are heavily impacted because government programs, everyone is invested in, again, training you more content, which is anyways available uh, in all these platforms. Connect, connect, and, and I think we have seen government's role during Great Depression. Right? That's one of the hallmark uh, where, where governments came together and created these hubs in which organizations and, and people meet and they give them subsidies to connect them together And then give excuses so that the employment engine starts kicking in revving up and we have not had any major um, uh, innovation in government programs to ensure worker through this new age of uh, technology disrupted ways uh, because right now their answer is we shall take more courses right and which is not more often the right approach it's connecting creating more relationships with companies creating good mentorship program apprenticeship programs through which vishal is not, not alone and and that's where i think government and and to certain degrees i think we we spoke with someone from from uae they are slightly ahead in this they are making their ai program available to everyone they have sort of these uh, connectivity programs in which you can go and learn from each other singapore government is slightly ahead doing better at this federal i think where we we are leading the world in technologies we should do something. We have this great advantage from technology point of view. We can actually take a take a front row seat. Um, and that's why um, I think government should play a very critical role in ensuring majority of these blue-collar and white-blue-collar communities can have some source of connectivity that can help them understand this this transition and bring them up to speed.
1: Yeah. And I like the focus on connectivity because you're right. When we talk about displaced workers new emerging technologies, so often we do focus primarily on the reskilling and upskilling of the labor force for future jobs, uh, which is important, but that connectivity piece is equally as important so that we make sure that people uh, do have these these networks so so organizations can get the talent that they need. They can get people to fill the roles that they need and individuals have connection to those organizations. Um, One of the things that I see from a people management perspective is more and more, you know, this, the disruption of the traditional career path um, where, you know, you kind of go into a lane and you stay in that lane, you know, people are moving all over the place, but it can be tricky because most organizations are set up um, with kind of that old model in mind. And it can be hard for people to, to jump from lane to lane. It can be hard for them to move between different types of roles um, and organizations have to, this is part of the connectivity piece that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. they They need to over time, they we need to create organizations uh, with more lattice and matrix structures where people can flow in and out of different opportunities uh, and that I don't have to have, you know ten years of experience in x, y, z area in order for me to be seen as someone who's capable to contribute. In that area uh, for my organization, because now we're drilling down on um, actual competency sets and, and capabilities rather than arbitrary years of experience or even long lists of, of technical skills that we say are vital for for this job. Uh, so if we can if we can get into that um, approach, coupled with the connectivity piece that you're talking about, and then reinforce it with the reskilling and upskilling piece. I think that's the best possible scenario for organizations and for workers moving into this unknown future.
0: I think, that, and that's spot on. So, um, and and couldn't have been said any better. So, we we were talking to. Uh, it reminds me of this conversation I had. This one of the I think it's chief guru at uh, at one of the large uh, telecom provider, and I was discussing with this him. Hey, and he, uh, and his job is to think about future, how the future is heading, and what to do about this. And and we're talking about it and he put it very beautifully so he said shall you know what future does not need and uh, does not need better chefs it would need better souppreneurs and sandwichpreneurs yeah. so i said that's that makes sense and, and his point of view was uh, if you need to build technologies you need to make sure sandwichpreneurs and souppreneurs are moving the, the the kitchen forward right that's a, and that's a very interesting way to look at it, that even at um, and at their level, they are seeing there's a massive shift happening from full-time, as you're rightly pointing, to this, this uh, 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 part-time and uh, freelancing and all these communities. That means the connectivity now, it's all the more important, that now Vishal probably will be spending time making sandwiches rather than pretending to be chefs and amazing sandwich and then bad at everything else yeah so yeah. probably i'll end up spending less time making sandwiches and probably make more money that way so it 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 balances that piece out and I'll, I'll be living a happier life there so spot on
1: yeah yeah well vishal this has just been a really fun conversation we could go on and on but i know at the time and i need to let you go here in just a minute before we wrap things up for today i wanted to give you a chance to share with the audience how they can connect with you find out more about your work your team and then give us the final word on the topic for today
0: Thank you. So um, you can find me at uh, Vishal at uh, tau.ai, that's T-A-O dot And my company is T-A-O dot uh, Check us out and let us know uh, how we produce a lot, ton of content, how to improve uh, workers, how to improve working situation, how workers can transform this in, this new and emerging world. So if you're a worker in this economy, um, I think one of, one of our, our primal advice is never be alone talk to people. It's very important. It's, it's, it, it will do more wonder than you ever imagine. Don't shy that, okay, this will happen and that will happen and you'll not be able to connect. That's, that's number one point. If you're an organization, right, create those organic connectivities because our brain is still the most, most powerful creative computing uh, power that any organization is paying for. We are the biggest expense in any organizations. Why don't make use of it, right? So creating those those connectivities uh, forward. And if you're a government official, have those sparks, create those sparks for the communities because communities need to engage as as sort of this because we don't have to be stopping technology because that's that's not going to work. We have to prepare ourselves to be to be with it as we're going through it.
1: Yeah, well said, Vishal. It has been a real pleasure. I encourage the audience to reach out, get connected, find out more about what Vishal and his team can do for you. And as always, I hope everyone can stay healthy and safe. They can find meaning and purpose at work each and every day. And I hope you all have a great week. You enjoy the Human Capital Innovations Podcast? Enjoy ad free listening by going to the Patreon page. And please consider contributing even at the producer or sponsorship level. And please,